Hello, it's Juanita and Jenna and welcome back to another episode of Three in a Bed. So last week we released our well, our first two episodes of Three in a Bed um, and we just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who's uh, listened, streamed, downloaded, left a review, followed us on Instagram. You know, we really, really appreciate the love and the, and the support as well. And joining us again to listen to into this one. Yeah, you guys are the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> a few people have asked as well the best way that they can support us, yeah. um, and that means so much to us. Um, if you want to help us out, leaving a review on the podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribing, and if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow the podcast, and I think it sends you a little notification when we upload something. That helps us out so much, and we would be so appreciative if you did that. So what are we talking about this week? Last week was actually International Coming Out Day. So we thought this was the perfect opportunity to sit down and talk and share with you guys about our own experiences and our own stories regarding coming out, um, our own thoughts and opinions of um, the gay community. We sat down with one of Jade's best friends, Courtney Wilson, and had a really good chat with him as well about his own experiences. Um, And we thought it would be nice to have a male perspective in there as well. well. Yeah, 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 because I feel like like gay culture, and I'll say that's different from lesbian culture, right? Like gay culture is is completely it, it, it's its own thing from mm. um and i'm oblivious to a lot of it yeah i mean i think and this is this might sound a bit ignorant but i think like um a big uh what how do i say this like <laughs> <laughs> something that really introduced me to gay culture would would be that series pose yes. on uh, Netflix and and, B- and BBC iPlayer like, Jade introduced me to this and I 100% anyone recommend watching it funnily enough Go. Courtney introduced me to really? pose yeah 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 and pose talks about like the underground ballroom scene and and the politics of that and yeah particularly um people of colour. Yes, for sure. In the black community. I mean, it was created by people of mm-hmm. colour. Um, I think... Oh, I, I don't want to speak... I don't want to say something wrong. I think maybe trans trans women of colour mm-hmm. um, created, like, Borum, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, if, I, if that's wrong, that's so bad. Someone fact-check me. But, yeah, but... <laughs> It was it was the underground ballroom scene, um, that's depicted on Pose that that really really like opened my eyes. Yeah, to... it really was an education for me as well. For sure, I feel I feel like there's a lot of nuances that you don't get unless you're like in the culture. Mm, yeah. So uh, listen out for the conversation that we had with Courtney a little later on in the episode. Sexuality. So I remember there was this guy in my primary school, and I stole my mum's ring and I proposed to him. Oh, <laughs> wow! I was, like, I was like, you basically have to do what I say now. He's like, okay. Straight in there, then, Jade. When did you first realise that you liked girls? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 16, 15, 16 years old, and. I think at, at this point I started watching porn. <laughs> um, I realised that I liked the look of the girl. The woman. You were looking at the woman, yeah, not the man. Yeah, I was looking at the titties. <laughs> <laughs> and I realised, I was like, God, like, why am I looking at that? Like, oh. you know, but 
I had never watched porn before that, so I really don't didn't know what was. I yeah. Yeah, I didn't really know what it was all about, but I realized that I was drawn to the women, uh, like most, like mostly. I remember feeling like that, but thinking that that was normal. Yeah. When I say normal, I mean normal for a, a straight girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I I did consider myself straight before that, and. I feel like at 16, I had some kind of sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of sex mm-hmm. before that. So with my sexual awakening, I realised that I wasn't straight at the same time. It was a lot to process, okay? Because <laughs> like, my body was feeling different things. I was like in the middle of puberty. I was quite a late bloomer anyway. And um, like, I love how a late bloomer is code for start my period late. Yeah, and even like started growing my chest late. Like all of that was really, really late. Really? Considering so, they, they, had a, yeah, they had a growth spurt. Yeah, they did. Um, But yeah, so I realised when I was 16 and I think at that moment this is it was almost like one of the worst days of my life because it was this horrible realization that I was something that wasn't um accepted in my immediate circle Mm -hmm. um especially within like um the religious uh community I was in and my family as well I knew that it wasn't I knew that it wasn't something that was accepted at all point blank like period full stop yeah (laughs) like it it was really really it was really really did you suppress it then did you suppress it oh yeah for sure for sure I didn't think about it and also I had crushes on guys when I was younger yeah so you just kind of went with that yeah so I thought I was at least like bisexual and well I didn't really think the word bisexual but I thought I'm attracted to girls Mm. and I kind of like guys a little bit as well so I thought Oh, fuck at least that's my saving grace you know because <laughs> <laughs> if you thought of it like that like few yeah like yeah I was like few like I'm safe no at least I've got the option to get with a guy later on you know I can just ignore this shit and it'll be fine Aww. yeah it's really really sad now that I think I think back but now obviously that's like not the case you love really. the <laughs> and it loved me <laughs> oh god <laughs> joke not no, joking, joking. <laughs> jenny no um but yeah no i was 16 when i when i when i realized i was a i was a little leather <laughs> <laughs> i was a little leather. yeah what about you so what was the moment that you realized that something was a bit different about yourself um it's, it's funny because I think my parents are gonna listen to this oh god um I'm so I might advise them not to listen to this episode because I don't want to lie I don't want to lie and um it was quite early on I think oh like I had a I was just I had a fascination with women like the female body with the female body yeah okay and um and women in general I think yeah like for example, um, when I was a kid in the supermarket, I would always try and like sneak and take a, a peek at the booby cakes. Oh my <laughs> you know, god! The booby cakes in yeah. the supermarket. And um, another one, my grandfather used to have a sta- a little um, statue thing on his yeah. shelf of a couple dancing, and the man like drops the woman over his leg, mm. and her boobs would pop out a bit of the dress, and I would always try and like take a sneak and see if I could see any nipple, and obviously I couldn't, yeah. but like I would always try and do that, and like my, 
Oh, God. My brother went... Um, I was behind the sofa in the living room, which backed onto our patio doors, and I was playing with my Barbie dolls, and I was undressing Barbie. <laughs> and my brother used to um, work down the farm and used to bike home. Yeah. So he'd cycle round the back, and he caught me, right, once. And I, he never forget, he was, like, pointing, laughing. And I start screaming, like, come running around. I'm like, oh, my God, no, please don't tell mum and dad. And he was like, I won't, I won't. All the signs are there. I swear he blackmailed me for years. And later on in life, he told me he told them anyway. And he wow. would just blackmail me. I know. Wow. I know. What a snake. But like, I would lots, I had lots of instances like this. Um, and I just thought it was normal yeah. feelings to be having. But I actually relate because I remember, I remember when I like first realised that I liked girls. Mm. That came with such curiosity yes. about anything like lesbian or any like like female bodies and yeah i, I remember this is so bad <laughs> but i remember Let's get the juice. i remember like googling like how do lesbians have sex or like like lesbian porn and like i was just so intrigued i looked at can lesbians get married can women fall in love with each other like all of like the, like how, the basic like, as stuff. a teenager or you're talking a bit like it must be teenager right like 15 16 okay. like i didn't like this was a whole new world mm. that i'd never like i'd never known but also with that curiosity was like a realization like oh i shouldn't be doing this so there was a lot of guilt that came with this curiosity. So it was mm. something that I did in secret, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because I never had, like, crushes on anyone that I knew in real life. Same, actually. It was and really And I can say weird. that confidently. Yeah, I never had a crush on anybody, really, mm. until, like, I was a lot older. Because we... Me and my... my Like, my best friends from school, we're still really good mates. Yeah. Um, Katie, we were like pretty inseparable at some points and we always used to say oh if only you were a boy like this would be perfect so we used yeah. to get on so well yeah um ended up she's gay as well <laughs> and everyone like even my my own family and my brother have been like what about you and katie then like you were always so close but it's funny like yeah she's a really attractive person but, but she's just your mate she was just my mate yeah. and even though we're both gay so like you after that you after your you know, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, and you repressed it because of your surroundings, who you were with. Yeah, so obviously, like my family, um, weren't, and I knew I'd never spoken to them about this, of course, uh-huh. but like I knew from their reactions to, um, certain things, or even like it in the media, maybe. Or... I mean, they're religious, so with that, I just kind of naturally assumed that they wouldn't be yeah okay with it, which I feel like was a fair assumption to make at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like googling as well. A lot of googling went on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really really curious, but I would like Google like homosexuality and Christianity and obviously you could just think of the worst thing and it'll and like pop mm. up and you just think that's not good for anyone to see is it yeah and it really did add to my anxiety for sure I remember like I tried to like you know this uh saying like pray the gay away and oh. I like I did try and I don't know what happened but it got worse and worse <laughs> like it just got worse and worse and harder and harder like I remember, like, I was like, you know what? I'm really going to try and get rid of this thing. Like, this is not what, um, you know, God has made me to mm. be. Let me just dedicate my life to God, right? 
So I tried and I went to uni and fell flat on my face. (laughs) That's what did it for me. Yeah. It was going to uni and um, I've said this before, but seeing other people around me who were, had girlfriends and it was a done thing. They were living. yeah, Yeah. I went to that, I went to uni with a boyfriend. Yeah. But even just before I knew, I was like, it's gonna come, it's happening, it's happening. I went to uni and it really didn't take long. You can feel it rising, yeah. can't you? Yeah. It's about to jump out. <laughs> Here she comes. Yeah, honestly. And it was something I tried to subdue and monitor. I'm sure you did as well. No. Just, no, right. So just me then. Yeah, from the time I knew. Yeah. I was waiting to get to uni. So you could live. So I could live. Yeah. Oh, no, I knew I wasn't going to suppress it. Yeah. I mean, part of me thought you know I might dabble at university Mm. but also part of me was like I know university is going to be a very trying time um (laughs) especially when it came to this I've got to just keep to myself (laughs) and and you know what's so funny right what I joined women's rugby (laughs) and I I wasn't aware of the stereotype of I tried to think if I was as well women rugby players yeah for those who don't know i feel like people do know but there is this huge stereotype that, that they will go yeah that all oh, every girl who plays rugby is gay which definitely isn't the case not at all um but there were a good it's just a, a, a safe space yeah for, for you know it's a place where you're not going to be judged yeah for sure um and I ended up joining that and <laughs> you know what can I say I wouldn't say that I, w- I wouldn't say women's rugby kind of like made me gayer but I think it, did it make you more comfortable in your gay cell for sure I think I really came into myself because I was like mm. oh god like these people are living their best lives and they haven't been sent to hell yet so maybe <laughs> maybe I'll be okay you know because at least I read my bible <laughs> <laughs> Magic, but um <laughs> but yeah no honestly I just joined women's rugby and off I went to live my best queer life when I joined uni there were so many gay friends and I was jealous that Mm. they were happy and living the life that I wanted I was so bitter in first year it was actually (laughs) unbelievable I don't think anyone I don't think anybody understands how bitter I was um, but you made it you made it through yeah I did I mean I it was god it was a slog um but I made it and I made it you know with the help of the rugby girls whether they knew it or not yeah at, at, at the time mm-hmm. I think what's wild is they were just being themselves yeah and sometimes that's all it takes yeah like no one had to like you know consciously coax me out like that was that that wasn't really it it was just I just watched people be happy mm-hmm. and that's actually really nice yeah and I wanted that for myself and I decided to relinquish those beliefs that I grew up with that I no longer really agreed with Mm. and I was just like well fuck it that's that and this is me now and this is me now and I'm so much better and healthier for it um what about you Jen so at uni obviously you came with the um (laughs) you know the kind of I mean right come on it wasn't my um freshest week I'm gonna go find a girl like I did, I was 
still, I think technically I had a boyfriend. Um, but deep but in I your knew, heart, yeah, I, yeah, I knew inside that that probably wasn't the right relationship, and it wasn't a healthy one. Yeah. And I knew that probably next, that was the avenue I would explore. Yeah, for sure. Um. And I remember it was, I was texting my friend, the one I was on about, Katie, um, yeah. and we text each other and I said, Kate, so I think I like girls. Yeah. And she said, oh my God, me too. So she was the first person who knew and we were literally going through exactly the same experience and we both kind of just creased about it we just laughed it off do you know that spider-man meme when the two spider-man literally um and she joined her rugby team in uni as well and i think she sought comfort from yeah from that that group of people as well it's um, such a safe space though isn't it yeah it is yeah i feel maybe that should be an episode talking about the safe space <laughs> yeah, i feel like we talk about it enough elsewhere yeah fair play and we're here with courtney Thank you so Hello, much love. for coming on here and speaking with us today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. So I've actually heard so much about you, but this is the first time we've actually ever spoken. So um, can you just quickly introduce yourself, um, who you are, how you know Jade um, and how you met, etc. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name's Courtney, as you said. Um, I'm from London. Uh, I'm 24 years old uh, and I met Jade. We met at sixth form, right? SMMA. Jade, who's that? <laughs> oh yeah, Wanita. Sorry, it's so weird as well because when you know when you went from Wanita to Jade, I I didn't know what to call you, but yeah, Wanita. Sorry. Nah, just call me as you know me. But yeah, so yeah, we did meet in um, St May Mags. Courtney and I actually transferred to SMMA late. It's really funny because I'd heard of Courtney before I'd actually met him. I'd heard of Courtney because he's really good looking, and everybody. <laughs> okay. and, and, no, no, it's actually true. No, I, most of the girls in, in college were like, oh my God, like this new boy, he's so good looking, all this kind of stuff, right? So already I knew like who you were, but I, I'd never spoken to you. Anyway, fast forward, we went on a residential trip to Newquay and we mm -hmm. were on a train and I was kind of like walking up and down the train, I don't know why, but then I came across, you know, said Courtney Wilson, right? And <laughs> he was writing a song on the train and I was like, oh, like, cause I was really into music at the time. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, what are you writing? And he kind of like gave me like a little snippet of what he was writing. We kind of just hit it off. And then we hung out over the residential trip and then our friendship just kind of started to grow. So bold as anything, you just approached him on the train. Yeah, literally, it was crazy as well. And normally, I hate people critiquing me when I'm like in like a creative process. I know that sounds cringy, but I was like, Wait, I, started, I was like, who is this? Who is this person coming to me like telling me what? To, like, and we've we've maybe said two words to each other before this, and her, and yeah. her critique was so um, was good. I was like, damn. I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe she's right. Yeah, it was, Jade. It was great. Jade is so musical. It makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, me too. You're scary. She picks up an instrument, she starts playing. I'm like, you just, you learned this one minute ago. Like, how are you hitting these, these chords and shit? You know what? I just thank God for the gifts, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, Courtney, how would yep. you describe your sexuality? Um, I hate these, like, labels we have for, for these kind of things. Like, but if I was to, to put a, a label on it, I would say pansexual. Um, I'm attracted to, to men and women, but it's more like, it's more, I'm attracted to the way they think and the way, the way they do things. That, that's what like really, really gets me. So at what point or what age in your life did you realise that you were in heterosexual, Courtney? 
I've always been very fluid. Like if I've seen if I see an attractive uh, person I'm, uh, or guy or girl, I'm, I'm always like I was always like, oh, like you're 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 nice, yeah, you're you're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I was young. I'm not gonna lie. I think I was about maybe six or something. I remember because um, obviously when you're young, you don't really um, know like things about sexuality. So I remember there was this guy in my primary school, and I stole my mum's ring and I proposed to him. <laughs> Wow. I, was like, you, I was like, you basically have to do what I say now. He's like, okay, but obviously, yeah, you know what, <laughs> what a man! What a man! I know, right? I basically, I'm husband right now. Like, we haven't broken up yet, so. <laughs> um, Courtney, you said you were quite young when you were experiencing these feelings. But so, hmm? when did you start letting people know that you were queer? Was it much later on in life? Yeah, maybe about two, maybe about six months ago. Oh god, that's so late. Yeah, literally so late. But um, it's crazy as well because like your primary socialization has such an impact on on mm. you know um on when you can when you feel comfortable telling someone this. So like I'm yeah. growing up. Um, so my my father's black, my mother's white. He's from Compton. Um, she's from Essex. And, you know, um, I remember growing up here, like, there'd be a scene on TV where I think it was, like, a cartoon, a Spongebob or something, and his his trousers got pulled down and he had, like, these bum cheeks. And my dad was like, oh, turn the shit off, man. Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, wow. Dad, it's, that's, it's, it's literally a sponge in the ocean. Like, I'm, I'm this, I'm, like, seven years old and I can, I can tell you that it's, it's a cartoon. Like, there's nothing, it's not going to, like, hinder me in any way. You, should, you know, it's not going to make me more or less gay. Why was but, your dad um, sexualizing a sponge, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I, I, I was looking, I was like, I know, you're, I know you're fucking lying. I was like, it's a sponge. But um, stuff like that. And even, like, uh, my family would say stuff like, um, even they'd play songs and it'd be, like, about killing gay people or or um, yeah. how they, in the family, they're like, oh, I wouldn't want a gay brother or this. And I'm just, obviously... You you need to suppress it to protect yourself because when you're that young, you know this is your home, this is your this is your life. You mm. don't wanna put yourself in like you don't wanna put yourself in a situation where you're gonna be uncomfortable. So I feel like I had to assimilate my whole life. Even at, at university, I felt like I had to. Did you grow up in a religious household then? No, not at all. It was very atheist, but um, I don't know what it was. But um, I think it's probably that, more about the culture though, and like how how we grew up in inner city London. Like, I think outside of religion most people that we knew at school probably had the same attitudes to anything outside of hetero you know what I mean like I think what Courtney was saying about like his dad like sexual sexualizing Spongebob's bum cheeks Mm. like although (laughs) like although although it's like 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 a funny story I think like even in my own life and just growing up around like my family like a lot of I think it's like mostly like men as well they they attribute certain things of being like gay so Mm. skinny jeans yeah like even certain hobbies you can't do if you're a guy because you're um you might you might be seen as being queer and and there's like this thing where dads really police their sons like masculinity and like and and how they live just in case like there's this really weird irrational fear that some kind of hobby or like um yep. show is going to turn their child into a homosexual or, or or any part of the lgbt um q plus family courtney you um you come across as someone who takes enjoyment and pride in taking care of himself in your physical appearance um how did your dad respond to that then growing up this is i was just gonna say i remember going to school and i I wanted to try like a new hair so i've got curly hair 
um, when I was in school, it was really long. So I remember I brushed it back. Um, I, I don't know, I think I saw this Italian guy on TV. My dad went nuts. And I remember um, me. he got he got my mum and he's like, come look at this, like, come look at this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just changed my hair a bit. Like, why? You know, I'm, I'm young. Like, let me just have some fun. Yeah. It's, it's crazy as well. And I grew up with, um, I have five sisters and three brothers. Um, and mm. I grew up mainly with my five sisters. When you grow up, you kind of like take things from a family and you see, what you, they, you, you copy what they do. So my sisters, when they came in the shower, obviously they'd put the towel around their chest to cover their, their, their breasts. So I would do the same just because I thought that's normal. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. And then my dad was like, oh, you want to be a girl? You want to be a girl? I was like, I'm just trying to get dry. Like, what's, what's up? Do, do your family know now that you, um, that you identify as LGBTQ? You know what? I don't think so. But like, it's not like, so this is my, my next point. Like, I, I, when I came out, I didn't really come out if that makes sense. I was just like, to my friends and family, I was like, hi guys, I have a boyfriend, just to let you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that yeah. whole like, sit down thing. But with my family, I didn't tell them just because I think it's a bit, it's a bit harder. Because um, there's so many of them and I have so many nephews and nieces. I don't, I, I, I just, I, I want to do it in my own time. But um I post things on, on Instagram and share things on Facebook and stuff. So if they didn't know, then, you know, if you can't put two and two together, that's your fault, like, that's your business. Straight people don't have a coming out, so neither should I. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not as if you're hiding yeah. who you are, but why should you have to sit down and do this whole... It's a, like a, I mean. it's a whole performance, isn't it? That, it's a chore. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard. It, it, always make, it always takes me back to the scene in Love, Simon, where they show heterosexual people sitting down and telling their parents like a girl going mum I love boys and the mum's like oh my god no like yeah. why why should we have to have to go through that as well when I say we I'm talking about the LGBTQ community yeah I think so Courtney I, I, I like I was thinking as you were talking is the reason why you're, you haven't told your family is it because you're not ready for like the questions to come like obviously after after you tell them or is it that you're just like just not ready in general what what's what's kind of stopping you you know i think a bit of everything so um as i said like because my, my brothers like if you meet them they're the most macho men like um what, what my brother gavin he's the oldest he's like the patriarch of the family should be say and um he's this like six foot eight guy you know big and um he's like has a new girlfriend every week or you know just one of he's a, he's a lad basically i remember even at christmas last year i wore um some like skinny jeans they weren't even skinny and you know he was like proper laughing and stuff and i was like what's funny i was like you know I, it's, it's literally a piece of clothing it's fabric wrapped around my, my skin like what, what's so mad but it's my nephews and stuff and what worries me is um going to family events so christmas we all come together it's a big thing um and i just i can't because it's like me against them as I'm the only one that's like this that I know of um, mm. they obviously can gang up and ask questions like kind of like bully mentality yeah. and I wouldn't, yeah. even, I wouldn't even mind if they ask questions like oh so when did you know or have you had a boyfriend they'd ask stuff like oh do you take up the bum or oh um, do you have AIDS you know stuff like that and it's just oh, like it's, educate yourself it's so before gross. you do it's you know such what I mean? a toxic um, toxic way to to talk about it and to think about it and I, I was thinking about this earlier. It's it takes a lot for for you to be comfortable and express who you are unapologetically. And it's it's everyone else who has the insecurities. Um, it's it's everyone else that's the problem here. So like, good for you for just being able to be who you are and not give oh, a damn. And that's the thing as well. I do feel like as a as a queer black man, it's my civic duty to kind of like represent or stand up for like. Um, you know, young people, like, 
basically me when I was a kid. So I've got nieces and I've got nephews. And, you know, in my family, there's discussion of some of them maybe being LGBTQ+. And it's annoying because if they had, like, for example, me to just be like, it's okay, like, you're going to be fine, then I feel like they'd be much more comfortable in their skin, you know? Mm. And without, like, even, even my, my... I have a niece, right? She likes to wear... Um, let's say societally male viewed clothes and yeah her parents just go mad and i'm like if she wants to have camera let her do it if she wants to wear a hoodie and you know football trainers let her do it like what's the problem i've experienced something similar in my own family like so i have a younger cousin who's um he's a boy and he is more feminine and he's always been that way it's like since since birth right but it and this is what like Courtney is saying about like family like really being toxic because this like this um, like my cousin didn't even know who he was before they started attributing like different labels to him like he what he was like a minor and he didn't know like he's he's obviously like since come out and is, is and is and is living his best life but right. I've heard like horrible comments like you know you need to um, make sure that you like like you break that kind of behavior because otherwise he's gonna turn 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 out to be like gay when he's older and it's like okay but if he ends up like that like who cares? Is that is 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 that your child? No, um, and mm. I and I hate that, and I also hate that. I wish I kind of was just living my life a bit more openly from before, because then at least my younger family members can actually see somebody close to them. That's yeah. that's like fine and okay. When when and how did you start letting people know that you um you were queer? In my personal life. I really like outside of rugby should I should I say like I really didn't let people know for a while I just kind of like lived my life and if people clocked on them they clocked like I was never gonna hide it but yeah. I wasn't also gonna be like shoving it in people's in, in yeah. people's faces but <laughs> obviously when it when it came to my family like Jen you know like that was a really sticky situation yeah it was an it was an ordeal when when it yeah. shouldn't ever need to be for you yeah it was yeah it was it was it was really really difficult like um you know my mum was really angry just at the you know like the prospect of me of me being that way like, I, I had arguments with like multiple family members obviously like so, so, some are obviously really supportive and really understanding but it's when people are closest to you it, it really does hurt do you know, do you know what I mean mm -hmm. um it really, it really does hurt so yeah so probably around um second year I started just kind of like living like my truth openly but obviously having those conversations with family literally happened like last year a week before my graduation <laughs> <laughs> I remember um speaking to you on the phone so I think Courtney you I think you were having similar conversations with it it was like Jade would come in I'm going home this weekend I'm, it's gonna happen it's gonna be now and yeah come back every Sunday saying oh look the moment didn't <laughs> the moment didn't happen didn't <laughs> and it's like it's allowing you your space in order to do this when you felt ready but also trying to i don't know support and push a little bit because yeah you were ready yeah. there were just other external reasons i think preventing you from um saying i always used to tell myself like if people don't really support me but they leave me alone like that's okay but like that actually isn't 
like that's actually not the standard like you should actually be supporting me like this is nothing harmful like Mm. this this idea of oh I don't like it but I'll let you do you you don't you don't you don't let me do anything like you don't have that power you don't have that power to let me do me I've been doing me and I'm going to continue to do me I mean so Jen obviously like you came from a pretty like supportive like household yeah but did but did you still have any kind of like reservations in coming like coming out to your friends family or anyone close to you um yeah I did and it wasn't that I didn't want people to know with me it's the whole ordeal of as we said about earlier sitting down and telling people and that goes for lots of different things in my life I remember not I remember really struggling telling my parents when I had boyfriends when I was a teenager growing up I didn't tell my mum I started my period for a long time and it's just the whole anxiety builds up inside me and prevents me from just saying what I need to say it's not that I don't want them to know I just can't say it um and my I when my when I had my first girlfriend when I was in university um my parents were both my mum and my dad they separated they were introduced to her they knew who she was um I just didn't outwardly say she was my girlfriend and it took my mum um to ask me I was just about to get a train back to university she called me back to the car and she was like Jen is she your girlfriend and I was just like yeah and I just ran I was like I gotta go get my train (laughs) so I ran um and she texted me later on saying like I love you everything's fine but I still think my mum had her own battles with it. I don't think, I don't know if she'd like me saying this, but personally, I don't think this, she would choose this for me if she, if she could, but my mum's, my mum's battles um, lied with her thinking that me being gay meant I couldn't have my own family. And I remember- Which isn't the case at all. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with her and having the conversation I think I'm a bit different to you, Jade. Like I know from a very young age, I've always known that I want a family and I'm going to have my own children one day. And I said that to her and I said, that still hasn't changed. Science has advanced massively now. I, mm-hmm. I, one thing I know, hopefully I fingers crossed that I'm allowed to, that I can and I'm able, but I know I will have my own children. And when, when she came to terms with that, I think that helped a lot, um, a lot with her. And she adores cats. Um, my current girlfriend, yeah. um, as does my dad as well. Um, I never actually told my dad. I think my brother ended up telling him. They they know and they they're supportive and yeah, I'm very grateful for that. I love that. Just just a little Karen as well. I wanted to say to um, Winita, um, she's also been like a huge part of my journey. I think without because um, when did I? I only told you what recently. Well, yeah. Well, you told me. Well, actually, Courtney, you told me a while ago I don't know if you actually remember remember when you I I don't know what I don't know when it was but you were in the club and you remember you walked into the club and you were getting like hella male attention and you were like why (laughs) I mean this is normal for Courtney but like you'll get a little bit of male attention he was like why do I like it so much like you know is it that I just like attention or yeah it's crazy you taught me so much as well I mean even in that situation, I wouldn't be comfortable to anyone else. So, yeah, just a thank you to you. But even that's another, I'm not going to go off topic, but um, that's another thing why, I'm, why I wish I came up a bit earlier because I never acted on that. 
and you know I feel like that's such a huge part of development like I'm not gonna lie I wanted to yeah. go through that whole stage but I suppressed it so much and I just never ever did it it's, n- it's never too late as in like honestly never too late yeah like you're still young and I think 20, like, 24 in gay years is like 55 you know <laughs> nah it's not nah it's not no 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 no, no, no. I refuse to believe that <laughs> but yeah, no, I think, well, obviously, Court was the, also the first person that I'd ever told as well. Yeah. So I think both of us, we've, we've both been quite important to each other when, yeah, it, when it comes to understanding who we are. Just, it's literally just, it's, it's not as if, like, I'm out here, you know, giving you profound advice about what it means to be, you know, living a different or a lifestyle that society would consider to be out of the norm. Yeah. But it's more like oh yeah like I met this person exactly, or like I want exactly. or like I want to do this and I'm or doing just even it. advising like it's, it's important like to be able to have someone to just vent to and be like yeah. oh you know this guy or this girl pissed me off or um they hurt me if you can't have if you don't have anyone to talk to about that this is where the the mental detriment comes in both of you've mentioned that you um are glad that you can now and wish you started earlier like living more truthfully for your younger family to um like look up yeah. to and see who you are so when you were younger did you have any experiences with lgbt people and did you even know what gay was so i went to holloway school which was quite um it's not the best school let's let's just say that um and we had this teacher who was um he was gay and he was out and i don't know i was always whenever i was, I was like a little shit in school i ain't gonna lie to you i was i wasn't the best student i was always playing up but whenever i was in his class i'd always be so respectful just because i knew that you know he has to do that he's going he's working a bit harder mm. um you know just to be respected and the, the way the reason i did that was because obviously i'm a i'm a mixed race i'm a black man um i, I understand that we have to work you know twice as hard to get just as far so yeah. i thought i thought the same thing he, he had to do and I'll, i'd be so respectful but apart from that um I'd have experiences as kids with like talking to friends and stuff about liking boys and stuff like that and I'd know I think that was my only um only experience with people apart from like tv and stuff I remember in primary school it was it was a it was a slur and obviously my family called like called me it when I was little so I was like what the hell does this mean so I asked people around and they told me and I was like oh damn like Maybe, maybe maybe this is like a part of me or whatever but yeah I, I think I knew from very young so when I was when I was in primary school I had a really good friend um and she had two mums and my parents would actually send me to her house for breakfast every morning because she lived across the road from my primary school so they dropped me off at her house and we'd like have breakfast together and I just didn't realize that they were <laughs> her team mums and it sounds stupid okay but I was like younger than 10 yeah so I was I was really young and I just didn't realize that she was living in like a like a really cute gay family they were so so cute although like my parents I don't really agree with it like obviously they don't really care that much because they were sending me yeah like babysat by these two mums and I always thought to myself when I was younger like why does one daughter look like one mum and the (laughs) other two daughters look like the other mum I never understood like and honestly they were like they were like carbon copies of their birth mothers yeah yeah yeah, yeah, their biological mothers and I, I don't know I just never really understood um because I just I'd hear her call both of the parents' mum, but I don't know. I just thought they were like sisters, aunties. I just didn't understand the relationship.
So in terms of like your relationships with your family after you came out and I'm, I'm, or maybe not even a family but people that you grew up with or like people back in your hometown mm. when you started like obviously like pictures come out on social media all that kind of stuff did the relationships change or were they impacted at all because so did you feel different about it I did have concerns about people from home finding out um, I didn't care about new people that I was meeting. It, it was the people that, you know, the kids from school, I didn't want them finding out. I had like a fear and anxiety that I would bump into people on the streets at home. Slowly but surely, I just became comfortable in myself. And I think it was like Courtney mentioned earlier, having that primary group of people around you that you feel safe with. You just, you just get used to, to being you and not caring and then eventually I just remember thinking well actually if anyone else has anything to say it's their problem not really mine exactly yeah period and you know as well um, it's one of those things where you know in my life I was scared to tell my friends just because I didn't want to lose them but then Mm -hmm. my friend said to me if 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 they expose themselves and show that they're an idiot then you should want to lose them you shouldn't want to keep them around Mm. and I was like you know what you're so right I haven't lost one friend because because of it like at all like there's no one in my life before uni and in terms of like friends like I've Mm. I haven't lost any of them because of like my my lifestyle yeah no for sure no one that I know of like you know if (laughs) they want to say something then they should come and speak now but But yeah, no, no one, and no one's ever treated me different, and ever, you know. Um, which obviously I really, really appreciate. Shout out to my friends. Period. <laughs> period. period. <laughs> Thing with me, I overthink so much. So mm. when when I was ready to like, you know, tell them, my mind was like, oh my god, they're gonna like burn me on the stake, like you know, just basically overthinking. And obviously, it's very irrational, but that's just how I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told my friends and. I'm not gonna lie, I fell in love with them much more and they've had in love with me a lot more because it's like you open a, as you, as you said earlier, it's like inviting somebody in. So a bit of a fun one, right? Any, what, what crushes did you have when you was a kid? Same sex crushes? Justine Littlewood from Tracy Beaker, okay? Like, <laughs> two, two, two peng. When, like, when I was a kid, I was, I think I just loved her, like, stinky attitude. I don't know what it yeah. was, but I just loved the attitude. I loved, because Tracy Beaker used to annoy me. Like, although she was the main character, like, her attitude mean, with her stupid fake hay fever and her <laughs> being rude to all of, like, the staff on the dumping ground, I'd had it up to here. Justine Littlewood, I just, I just loved loved her yeah very very cute her little ponytail Courtney go who's yours I'm trying to think um probably Spongebob no I'm just joking um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think I was a bit of a sucker for like Nickelodeon the Nickelodeon boys not yeah. in, in any in particular but um yeah I just remember getting a bit heated watching it with my with my mum and I was like okay this needs to go now <laughs> bye mum wow what about you Jen? I'm trying to think right so obviously I had an older brother growing up so there were a lot of sexualization of women you know posters on the wall that sort of stuff oh it's such a cliche isn't it but like Rachel Stevens I remember thinking oh she's really pretty and then like it moved on and I just always loved Miley Cyrus and that still stays to this day she's such an icon 
I yeah, really I think she is. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know if I ever remember fancying her, but like I don't I don't know. I was just obsessed. Maybe I just wanted to be her. Did I want to be in in her? Did I want to be her? Who knows? But yeah. I, I know, <laughs> so that is such well, that's literally such a problem I even have to this day. I'm like, do I wanna be you or do I just like is it attraction? Like do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. So Courtney, is there anything yep. that you would tell your younger self if you could? <laughs> Um, I think about this all the time and it stresses me out, but um, I think my issue was obviously I grew up quite poor. Um, so I yeah. thought that if I conformed and, you know, and tried to be as like, what society wants me to be, wants me to be, I'll be okay. Mm. But right now I'm in such a good position. So I tell myself that things do get better, which is very cliche. Um, and also act on your impulses. If you want to kiss someone, obviously with consent, do it. Um, if you want to go to a gay club at 18 years old, do it. If you want to, period. If you want to, if you want to box someone in the face because you know they called you a faggot, do it. Um, period. And, you know, just mm. stop pretending. Really, it's, it's it's very detrimental. But yeah, do what you want. What about you, Jen? I probably tell myself that this fascination that you have with women and the female body is not normal for um a head girl to be feeling. Um, yeah. And it's okay. I probably tell myself not to waste so much time with people and to to realize your self worth and stop making other people so damn happy. Um, oh, I love that. Like, bit like Courtney, you know, it's a cliche, but you'll find you'll find your people in the time, and you'll yeah. be happy with who you are. Jade, what about you? Um, I'd say that there is no good time to tell people mm. um there's no good time to come out so just just do it. do it yeah stop being such a coward although like now obviously like I don't like the idea of actually coming out but I like you know the younger me really really wanted to like tell people and just mm. basically talk through my feelings I, I had to deal with so much internally basically have some balls stop being such a coward um and also just love yourself um, for who you That's are so because... no and it sounds so ugh, like I hate like being so cliche but it's literally making me cringe right now but honestly like self-love and self-care when you're um, a person of any kind of like minority is so important because the world isn't going to love you basically right um unless it's trying to like steal an element of your culture so and pass it off as their own period that's right. a different episode um, <laughs> Courtney we really really loved having you on uh for this week's episode um and please do come back if oh you want. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be back I've loved it I don't want it to end but um yeah thank, thank you both for having me um it's been great um uh, yeah I want to thank you as well so much for being able to talk so openly about this now because I don't think you would have been able to do this not that long ago so no not at all and thank you for giving me the platform and when all of this corona stuff is over we have to grab a drink definitely plug your insta plug whatever losing games on spotify stream that stream give me that spotify money stream losing games on spotify Courtney Wilson and follow me on instagram for ca what's my instagram c-a-j-w We'll, yeah, tag, we'll tag you in the video. Sure. Yeah, we'll tag right. you. We'll tag you in the cool. video. So yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Three in a Bed. We would really, really love to hear your stories um, about anything and mm-hmm. everything. We want to know send... the juice. Yeah, definitely. So, and you can send these stories to three in a bed pod at gmail.com. Any questions, um, funny stories, send them in and we talk about them on the podcast. But we would always keep you anonymous. And also, please, if you want to just interact with us and you know, send us a DM or whatever, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at three in a bed pod. That three, the word three. You literally took that right out of my mouth. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you again next time. Bye.